0: Welcome to another episode of Real BMX Racing, the podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Eddie's Blocks, Answer BMX, 110% Nutrition, Wrenchman Wheel Builds. With a special shout out to Toby Henderson over at Send It. Today's guests are track operators from Rum River BMX, Alyssa and Josh. Welcome to the show. So let's go with the, the history. What's the history of the track? How long has it been there?
1: So the track actually opened as an outdoor track, uh, we think about 2000 and um, really when it first started as an outdoor track, nobody really wanted to ride on it, you know, it was a sand pit and years of working on it, you know, a lot of work. Uh, Kevin Riedemann really took it from the sand pit that nobody really wanted to ride on (laughs) to uh, one of the top tracks in the country as an outdoor track. Um
2: they mowed the corners, Yeah, <laughs> mowed the weeds,
1: and then um, started working with the city on getting the building built. And in 2015, we opened as the indoor track that we are now. So it's still the same starting hill. We still got the roof over the starting hill that was there when it was an outdoor track. Um, oh, wow. The building got built right over the top of the existing track. So as far as I know, we're the only indoor facility that was built over an existing track or the only... Right. That's what I
0: was thinking. I was like, when you guys said that, I was thinking that you guys just went to a whole nother building or Uh, put a track in the building. Plopped it right over there. Right on top. Right over the track. That's what Sharon's like, look, see, I knew it could be done. It could be done. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So like a lot of people think, you know, indoor track and they picture like the horse barns or, you know, the other indoor tracks that are around the country. But, you know, we're a 74,000 square foot building with 21 garage doors around it. So, when it's nice outside, we pop all those doors open, and it kind of turns kinda into gives you the feel. that feel of mm-hmm. being outside. You know, you got the breeze blowing through. You just got yep. shade. You know, and even though it's Minnesota, and right now it's you know cold outside <laughs> during the summer, we still get hot. You know, so it's nice having that shade over the top of the tractor in the oh, summer yeah. months too. So,
0: so, so you guys don't shut down like at all, though. As far as like <laughs> to, to some fish are indoors. So the, yes, you got so, the, the December fifteenth to the first, right? Yeah, so a
2: nice we nice two week break
1: other
2: <laughs> than this year. <laughs> so
1: we we had I think two years ago we had a couple of days in the summer we had to close because the heat index was still too high inside cool. the building. Even ah. uh, we'll stay open some of the days that the outdoor tracks are closed just because since we got the shade uh, mm. we don't have to worry it's about quite as much of the heat. Um, and then sometimes we'll have to close just because there's too much of a snowstorm. Like our kind of rule is if our volunteers <laughs> can get there, we'll open the doors. Okay. Uh, so if it's safe for our volunteers to get there, uh, we'll open up. Other than that, um, for the most part, we run. So, yeah, it's pretty much 50 weeks out of the year we're running. Wow.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
3: So, did the city pay for this building?
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the, the way kind of our agreement worked, um, it really, it got done on the handshake agreement that we'd make it work. And uh, so, officially, the city owns the building. Uh, when it was built, there's a lot of, uh, Help that we got from our BMX community, uh, people that had ties to the concrete industry, plumbers, electricians, electricians wow. stuff yeah. like that to help knock down that price. Uh, but it was still about $2.6 million when it got Ooh. built. And <laughs> uh, the city took on the expense of it uh, and did a 40 year lease agreement with us um, wow. to get in there. And it's kind of back end loaded. So, like year one, our lease was like $4,500 a month. And right. it goes up like two and a half percent Ramso. every year. So, okay. like right now, our lease is like seventy four hundred dollars a month. Wow. By year forty, it's almost fourteen thousand a month. And so, <laughs> we're constantly looking at ways to um, improve the away. program. Save right. <laughs> I'm
0: like softening that blow as the time goes.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but um, it, it helped get the doors open and help get us, you know, up and running. Um, We've been running as an indoor track since 2015, and the track's been profitable every year. Um, We really don't get much as far as handouts from the city. Uh, The only thing we get for free from the city is the one faucet that we use to water the track. Um, Other than that, we pay all our own. So our... Water for concessions or water for the bathrooms, all of our heating bills, electric, oh, yeah. our internet, all that stuff we pay for that.
2: Well, I'll um, talk about a heating bill.
1: Yeah, I'll try heating
2: a building that size.
1: That I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to six to seven grand a month during the winter months for our heating bill. <sighs> But yeah. So it, it's, our metrics are pretty insane. You know, we got to make about 400,000 a year just to break even wow. and we do it, you know, um, right, right. we've been staying uh, in the positive every year.
2: Along uh, with making improvements along the way. Right. So not only like putting money aside.
1: Right. Making spending it
2: in the wow. building, spending it. Right. I mean, that's kind of our thing is that with the riders, you know, paying their fees and whatnot, um, we do our best to turn around and, and invest that money back into the track
3: right right. well i'm glad you told me what what it cost and the um square footage <laughs> no because me and my mother were just watching some races at the track i wanted to show her the track and i was like, these are the guys we're going to be talking today look at this track you know she was just sitting there like oh my god <laughs> she was like how big is that because i was just showing her another indoor track that wasn't as big and as nice sure. And then she was just like, holy crap, Like, I wonder what that thing cost to make. And I'm like, <laughs> you just told me now I can tell. her."
2: And it was a good deal back then. Yeah. right? Like we just had to have our roof replaced. Thank goodness it was an insurance thing. But I think didn't the roof cost as much as the building? Yeah, did? the roof
1: was over a million dollars for a hail claim that they no. had to replace the whole mm-hmm. roof on the building. Um But yeah, I get calls all the time from track operators around the country looking to do the same thing. And the tough thing in today's dollars, it's probably four or five million dollars to do the same size building we have now. Right. And just to have the rider base, like we kind of need, when we first opened the building, we figured we needed a hundred riders minimum every day we were open to just break even.
2: I remember we were like, crunching the math, you know, and concessions. Like, if we can sell $250 worth of food, how much of that is profit? Like, we had to go to the, you know, the city with these kind of numbers, and it was basically just kind of like a wing and a prayer. Right. <laughs> gonna, right. going to fly.
0: Wow. So did, you, did either one of you guys just erase? No.
1: <laughs> no. So I actually <laughs> – um, I live close by the track, and uh, I was actually a Cub Scout leader for a number of years, and we had some yeah. families that were involved in BMX and Cub Scouts, and my kids wanted to try it out one day, and one of the guys that was involved heavily in um, Scouts and the track, Aaron Zidane. Oh,
2: that's how um, we started.
1: He came out, <laughs> and he's like, hey, if you guys want to come try it, come on out. I'll let your boys rip around the track a little bit, and um, they got hooked it's instantly. It's fun.
2: It's easy.
1: Right, Not right. a lot of
2: commitment, and no, <laughs> here we are. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. yeah, I
2: love when
3: people. I love when people call this sport a cheap sport to get into. Yeah, I, I just shut my
1: mouth and just like, yeah, like, well, right. all right.
2: <laughs> the first year it might be. Yeah. Year. yeah.
0: Right.
1: Everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, you can do as much or as little as you want. And I hear all these people with all these expensive bikes and traveling. And I'm like, there's no way we're ever we'll just, doing that. We'll just
2: race rum. <laughs> we don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, else. I mean, thing, I know, I'm in Belgium. Me. You know. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were at 10 nationals last year, and my son just qualified for worlds on his cruiser. So you nice. got that whole experience going on this year. So very okay. cool. See you guys, so, you in
0: Are you gonna I was gonna say, are you gonna do class two? Are you gonna go to Virginia and try Nope,
1: to I told him he gets one crack at it. So <laughs> yeah, whatever he qualifies for on that one crack is what he gets in on, and he got in on cruiser. So there we go. I, don't know I believe you, Josh.
0: Uh, <laughs> we'll you. never know, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs>
1: How many volunteers do you guys have? So officially, the way we're structured, um, we got about sixty volunteers on our oh, volunteer six, roster. Six, six zero. zero. Yeah, six zero. Now, now let me put some That's things awesome. in perspective. Okay. Okay. So Alyssa and I are a co-track operator. We got a board of nine people, and each of our board members really wears their own hats, along with being part of the big picture. Um, everybody from, you know, our registration director, our community outreach, concessions, uh, concessions director. director, everybody has their own specific lane plus being there for the big discussions, you know, like what should we do for this event or, you know, what should be the big next project we do or, you know, those kinds of things. So I really weigh both of those things equally, you know, sure their their responsibility for their own specific job like samantha does all of our communication stuff so the stuff you see online on our facebook page and stuff like that right. most of that's coming from her wow. um, so off scene she's doing all that kind of stuff while still being involved working as a volunteer as well um, on the flip side we operate almost seven days a week um, we're practicing two days a week we're racing two days a week Um, Usually we have one day a week. That's clinics. We usually have the other two days. uh, There's track. Um, So there's always something going on. And on our race days, we need to have about 22 volunteers staffed Mm -hmm. to cover concessions, registration, the live broadcast. Um,
2: Track officials. Yep.
1: Everything that we got going on at the track. So to not have burnout of the volunteers we, we need, need a big pool massive, of full staff right, yeah right
0: yeah. right um so one thing i wanted to ask you about that though is with the volunteers and everything do you have to do like you have to, you have to do a commitment like a 2 year 4 year commitment or <laughs>
1: so so no, we, we do them with...
2: in. we rope them in like we just need you 2 hours Just two hours.
1: So we do with the board, like the board structured where, you know, you sign on to be a board member. It's a two year commitment to be on the board. Um, Alyssa and I are appointed to our positions along with our treasurer's an appointed position. Um, So that can kind of come and go as the board sees fit or uh, we get tired of the position kind of thing. Um, But as far as the volunteers go, um, you know, really what we're looking for with them is we try to schedule everybody like two shifts a week. And um, some, some want to do
2: more and some want to do some want to do less.
1: Yeah, we use it's an kind app of
2: like a business. I mean, we schedule we yeah. schedule our volunteers. We have them yeah. their availability in on an app and then our um, volunteer coordinator oh. goes through and releases a schedule and. um
1: and then we do like quarterly swag like we keep track of hours that they work and if they've worked nice. a certain criteria we give them quarterly swag so they can get like a sweatshirt or t-shirt or you know yes, whatever, really cool. water bottles whatever so that kind of show our appreciation okay. back so yeah. so are
3: the volunteers riders
1: themselves or have kids that ride or yeah the vast majority are either riders themselves or their kids ride um we got a couple volunteers like cliff Cliff's been in the sport longer than any of mm-hmm. us. Um, his kids are grown adults, um, but he's still out there doing our top staging almost every day we race.
2: He's like our one true volunteer. He right. doesn't have a, you know, a horse in the game.
1: He, he was out. He did our last race of the year, and bless his heart, his wife wanted to take him downtown to a nice restaurant, to a nice hotel for the night for New Year's, and he's like, I got to break it to her. <laughs> They're doing a new year's race. I, I got to be at the track. I got to be there for the first race of the year. So he bailed on his wife's plans and he was at the track for the new year's race. You know? So Cliff's awesome. Like he he's, he's a one of a kind.
2: We, we really try to um, reward our volunteers. I mean, since it is such a huge, it takes such a huge group of riders or parents to do this, that, um, right. you know, we comp them as well. If you're, if you're, scheduled to work the night of a practice, your riders practice for free. If you're scheduled for a race, your riders, all your riders, no matter how many classes they're doing, race for free that day. Um, oh, wow. Yeah.
1: The other thing is, is we're kind of blessed here in Minnesota. You know, there's 10 tracks in the state of Minnesota. And this time of year, of course, all the outdoor tracks are closed down. And so we get several of the volunteers from the other tracks that oh. will come help work at our track during kind of the off season for their track, right. uh, which helps give them kind of something to do and helps us all. Kind of
2: alleviates. It's yeah.
1: it's a way busier time for us, too. So it helps kind of backfill some of our volunteering, too, for this time of year, too. So
0: Wow.
1: Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's
0: pretty really
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. I was thinking the
0: same thing. I'm like, wow, you guys. uh are... Oh, so I wanted to ask too. So how is it? Because I don't, as far as I know, nobody actually promotes or markets it. Like, so where, where we live at in the city where, where I'm at, if you didn't BMX ride, you wouldn't know there was a track there. You know, no one really knows about it. So do you guys actually like promote it some sort of way with that many riders? Do you have to promote it some sort yeah, of Yeah, or...
1: we do a ton. So um we're heavily involved in the school districts. Um, We're actually in community ed programs in several cities right around our area. Um, So twice a month, uh, we run actually community ed clinics, uh, because they're big enough that we can't do it all on one night. So we have to split up the school districts between two nights.
2: Um, it's an awesome way to get new riders in the building.
1: Yep. We do quite a bit now with boosted Facebook posts. Um, we're on almost every community chat group site that you can find on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So when we got some big event coming up, we're pushing it out to all those groups. Uh, we get in every parade we can get in um anything we can do to get in front of people uh like downtown isani they have this jubilee day thing that they do oh, yeah. so we do a strider in the street deal where we just set up cones and ropes and have all the strider kids come out and just race out on the pavement <laughs> to nice. get exposure exposure
2: that have never seen it i mean even just promoting it within on um, tuesday nights we do a bring a friend night if you bring somebody that's never if you bring somebody that's never been in the building, mm-hmm. that rider and you will practice for free that night. So just wow. constantly trying to, you know, bring in fresh faces.
3: Right. So you we say are. that you you say that you have other um tracks calling you guys sometimes like, you know, cuz, you know, you the top guys, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you ever call any other tracks? Uh, are there any other tracks that you guys are affiliated with that you could call to, you know, get advice from or Run some stuff by, or or do you even Um, need to at this point?
0: I don't want to sound like we don't. We've got to.
2: (laughs) No, no, I. don't don't have
0: to. I I mean, everybody might come to you. We got a track here that way too, where you know everybody's like. People call us.
2: I mean, even USA, you know, USA BMX will put us in touch with the track operator every now and again.
0: Right.
2: A lot of times it's them just wanting to know like how we how we can make an indoor work. A lot of places are trying to trying to do that and i think once they hear the numbers and whatnot it's tough
1: we do we do a lot of bouncing off each other in minnesota too um
2: i would say yeah we probably communicate more with our own tracks
1: i i know a lot of states kind of have this mentality of like don't talk to that track like they're our enemy you know we're like minnesota really is a big family josh will give
2: away all of our secrets he doesn't, it doesn't bother you. No. I feel like that's that's how it should
1: be, you know, Exactly. You know, I look at it as the more successful BMX as a whole is, the more successful we are, you know? And if there's something we've figured out with our group, like, hey, we got 50 weeks of the year to figure it out. Most of these other tracks, they're running five months out of the year. And the hard thing, like the outdoor tracks have, like every spring, they're starting over. Like, their volunteers, their rider base, everybody else like has just had half a year off. Right. And now they got to start over, like kind of build back up again. Yeah. Where, like, We're like, if we firing
2: can, on all cylinders, if yeah.
1: we can like bounce ideas off each other and stuff like that, to try to help make it easier for everybody, like let's do it, you know? So um, I'm a fan of collaborating with everybody and, and even um, working with anybody, you know, as far as ideas and stuff like that. Rather than being like, nope, don't go there. You know, don't promote their event. Like, I've heard that some of the other states, like, don't don't talk about their state qualifier. We want our state qualifier to be bigger. It's like we want
2: every single one of
3: them. I don't care if we have the
1: smallest state qualifier. Like, as long as kids are going to the state qualifiers, you know. Exactly. Exactly.
3: So you guys took. Did you guys
1: want to take over this track? So (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting.
2: We Um, were both board members.
1: Yeah. So okay. at the time, Kevin Reedeman was track operator. Um, he kind of started taking a step back. His kids that were racing were kind of taking a step back from racing and life started getting in the way for Kevin and stuff. And uh, there was an interim uh, track operator, Paul, that was kind of there. And he decided it wasn't his role. And he stepped back and uh, board started kind of looking at what the options mm-hmm. were. And mm-hmm. um at the time it was kind of like do we do Alyssa or Josh? And we're like, let's both do it. Yeah. And honestly like, for I'm the, not doing
2: this myself. Like I I yeah, have I'm been like on the board long enough facility, yeah. long enough to know that it was it's a huge commitment. Yeah. I mean, not even just as a TL, being a board member is probably just as a much of a commitment um at our track, but
1: right. it's like
2: I don't I'm not taking this on by myself. And I think you kind of were in the same
1: situation the, the cool thing is you know Alyssa and I we came on in 2020
2: and February of 2020 remember what the world was like
1: right and then right. Like that's, a few weeks that's later. How I was getting at yeah but we're we're a good like ying and yang for each other you know like I'm much of a numbers guy I'm, I'm the
2: pretty face I
1: I'm I'm a big picture like want to push everything like yeah let's go for a $10,000 pro-am and she's like Let's shoot for a $5,000 program, you know, like, (laughs) um, she kind of keeps things reined in a little bit and, um, but between the two of us, like bouncing ideas off each other when problems come up, like being able to work together on stuff rather than just having to be the one person to make the decisions. Right. Um, it's awesome having both of us. And then, of course, having an awesome board of of people to discuss Good. things with, too. Thank goodness. Um, Thank
2: goodness. It, 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 yeah. I
1: see so many tracks out there where it's like a track operator trying to do everything I or maybe imagine. it's yeah. him and his yeah. wife running everything. And it's like. There's no way we could operate that way. No. Yeah. Just in
2: our concessions alone. Our, we have like a restaurant in our track. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no way that just a couple people could do that. Right.
0: Themselves. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't have to Google this track. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> <ever> <laughs> seen, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to so be going when in I just go, the So when I go to Nationals, everybody laughs at me because when I go to Nationals, <laughs> between the motos, I'm eating hot dogs, nachos, <laughs> slurpees. So you're our all, guy. <laughs> You know, I mean, all that. And everyone's like, you had a moto coming up soon. I'm like, dude, I'm not a rookie when it comes to this. I got it. Like, it just, it is what it is. I can yeah. eat it all. You know, because yeah. if I don't, then I'm like starving and it's just <laughs> not worth it. So I'm just like, I, I gotta eat. We'll
2: it. keep you fed. There's many days that I think we feed the entire town three times uh, in the course of an event. So yeah, it's,
1: well, and the cool thing with our concessions like we kill it. like we have a awesome partnership with Burnix, you know our, our Pepsi supplier. Uh, I think we sell a bottle of Pepsi cheaper than the gas station does. Yeah. Wow. like we don't do the huge markup so that right. like right. we're we're taking advantage of the we are not paying like, our
2: staff. You we are all volunteers, We so. really
1: want people to eat dinner at our track and we want right. them to buy the stuff from our track rather eat than something stopping different at McDonald's every on the way in, you yeah. know, right. So, right. Um, so it helps ask, a lot with our sales. Do you have any healthy um, items on the
2: menu? Are hot dogs
0: healthy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: yeah. depending on, sometimes you'd be surprised. So we have a lot of people that ask for the healthy and then you turn around and you offer the healthy. And what's left over at the end of the event,
3: the healthy A couple of
2: carrots with ranch dip or, yeah. you know, your apples or it, so it varies. I mean, we, we track everything. So you're yeah. like, well, here's what worked. Here's what didn't, you know, that we yeah. sold 392 hot dogs. So, you know, just to kind of prepare us for the next. We're constantly, constantly tracking things.
3: Because I mean, athletes are constantly talking about eating good, and you know, I went to Grants for the first time last year. I mean, as soon as you walk in the building, you just smell the grease from the food. All oh,
0: right, right. I'm looking
3: I'm looking for something healthy. The yeah. healthy thing I think I found was a freaking uh, cheese steak <laughs> because it I had some like, tomatoes and had some onions sticks? on it. I was like, you know, this is probably the healthiest thing. I mean, they had like corn dogs, and it was just like I don't know. It kind of blew my mind that you couldn't even find a freaking a piece of fruit inside what this is- damn building, you know.
1: At we do a lot events, of times at the big stuff. events. We'll have like the fruit granola, yeah, parfaits, you know that kind of thing. Salads, hey. very good. Um, a very lot good. of wraps, you know that kind of yeah. stuff. But,
0: but well, we do have our fair share of. Do you guys yeah. race? Do you guys race more than once a week?
1: Yeah. So, like yeah. right now, we're on our winter schedule. So we're practicing Tuesday, Friday, racing Saturday, Sunday,
0: All and so it's
1: night. it's nice for like the out of towners because you can come in from out of state. Pick up a Friday night practice, race Saturday, Sunday, head back home. Uh, there's a hotel four minutes from the track. You mentioned Rum River BMX when you show up. They'll give you a 10% discount on your room. What's the name oh, of the hotel, I man? Uh, <laughs> Best Western Best Plus. Best Western
2: Plus. It's pretty new, actually. It's a, it's a really, yeah, it's nice, a really hotel. nice hotel. Nice.
1: But yeah, so there's a lot of people. In fact, there's a track over in Wisconsin just this weekend. They actually booked a track rental after racing uh, for their track and threw it out on their track page saying like, Hey, first 25 people get it for free. And then after that, you got to pay for your spot to get in on the track rental. So like, I think they got 30 some people coming over and of course they'll all race that day and then do the, um,
2: their rental rental
1: and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, it'll probably be a pretty good turnout, but yeah, almost every day during the winter months, we'll have five, six, seven different States in the building. Because really, if you want to race indoors, it's either coming up to us or down to steel Steel wheels wheels. um, Mm -hmm. for anywhere in the north metro area. So um, it's it's kind of a fun deal, you know, Um,
0: winters are fun. We're busy. So you guys means you guys obviously you you don't mind driving in the snow and all that stuff. No, (laughs) No. because I'm in North Carolina. They don't prepare the roads the same way like other states do. So when it's I got nice. out here, you know, being from California, I'm just like, oh, they, they must have the streets like, you know, we should be fine. I went out there, had my car sitting sideways <laughs> the first day <laughs> in, the, in the ditch. And I'm just looking at it like, I didn't even need to go out today. I don't even know what's, what's going on. But, we don't
2: matter, yeah. I.
0: Yeah, it was rough. like, But yeah, so that's pretty cool that you guys, uh, no matter, I mean, underneath, obviously, if it's safe enough for you guys to drive.
2: Right, right, right. If we can get enough volunteers there, then we leave it up to the parents that are bringing the riders. Like if they, if they think that they can go ahead and tackle the conditions, we right. leave it up to them. I mean, I'm sure like nobody to show up. So.
3: And you guys are used to those conditions. So I'm sure just yeah. driving to the track is just like driving to work or driving yeah. to school
1: or driving to the supermarket. And this you know, so yeah. been
2: awesome. I don't, we've had like yeah. two inches of snow. So
1: All yeah, right. I actually haven't plowed my driveway yet this yeah. year. So it's well, that's good. It's been nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, for us it's been raining so much like literally I'd say out of 52 weeks it must have rained at least 40 Ugh. weekends just 40 weekends that's like, crazy you know, we had one
3: track that re- literally like had no season I yeah, mean I, I don't they, we could probably count the amount of races they had on the one hand I mean it that's was hard. just terrible yeah they, they had to like scrap a whole series
2: can't be open yeah
3: you yeah. know, I mean, and it yeah. and were kind of hurting to begin
1: with you know so they kind of needed that but they did not right. get it because sure of the they do.
2: weather
3: Yep.
1: and that's one of the nice things that we're blessed with like people can plan on coming to us and they know we're gonna run like unless right. we get a 16 inch snowstorm or you know just crazy like we're gonna be open and running and that's one of the
2: things that when i was when we were traveling for nationals i mean i loved loved going to indoor venues i mean it wasn't always maybe the best track conditions and whatnot but I knew that no matter what we're riding, you go to, right. you know, some of yep. the outdoor tracks in you. Yeah.
3: I like, I like the indoor tracks that, you know, the ones that are just built right before the races, then nobody really has an advantage, you know? Sure. I mean, every time you have a, a track at the a hometown, there's always that hometown guy that just kills sure. everybody, you know?
1: <laughs> well, especially in Minnesota, like we got some fast riders here, you know, and um, it's gotta be intimidating already racing some of the, kids from Minnesota, let alone come to their home state and try to race them where they're used to. So I know, yeah. I definitely think it hurts us sometimes at some of the big races. And I'm sure there's kids that are there for five days a week, right? You know, they have some practices
3: there for the two races and for probably a mm-hmm. clinic or something, you know?
1: And, yeah. and there's some that they live over an hour away and they're at our building every, every single, single day. Wow. Like, it don't matter. Wow.
2: Those little Tyson boys, man. They, yep. They don't stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, I I, mean, I think last year was probably the most that I practiced, too. Like, I don't really do a lot of it, so, um, but I made it to practice a lot more times this last year, <laughs> so I'm working on it because we first started riding, me and, me and Shannon over here, and we went to um, – was it a Gold Cup that we went to?
3: Yeah, it was a Gold Cup in Georgia. So,
0: yeah, so we went to a Gold Cup, and we get out there, and it's just like – um, he's like, "Come on, let's go out there and practice. We got warm up." And I just looked at him I'm like, "Dude, I don't practice. I don't warm up. No. Nah. And he just looked at me like, "What?" And I'm like, "Nah, I've seen a couple of people go down and practice. I don't <laughs> those. I don't. I don't like those odds. Like, I'll just wait. <laughs> you know." So uh, and here he I am, like
2: Whoa. counting my kids' practice laps. Like,
0: what do you mean you're done after four? <laughs> right. See. So I mean, I understand that it goes to it. He's like, "Well, then what do you do?" And I'm like, "My first lap. My first lap is practice." I see who I can pick it off. <laughs> the second lap, I get them. You know, it, it works for novice. Like in the intermediate, not so much. So that's why I was like, I gotta start practicing. So, but you know, have you guys ever thought about actually just trying to race, or is it just something that you guys were just like, no?
2: I think I raced twice last year.
1: So so last year we were kind of in a points battle. Not last year, the year before. So
2: 2022.
1: 2022. We were kind of in a points battle for the number one track in the country. And so we got kind of towards the end of the year and I'm like, we need to race. And so it happened to work out that Alyssa and I were in the same class. (laughs) And I've wanted to race her forever. And this girl is (laughs) as competitive as they can be, right?
2: That's why I don't race.
1: And I announced, so I said, screw it, I'm announcing and racing. And so like, I'm up in the gate, I got the headset on under my helmet, we're heading down the first straight. Alyssa's in front of me. So Second corner, she's still in front of me. Get to the third corner, and I just about push her off the corner oh, and pass her. me
2: over the corner.
1: And, like, I was going to do the play-by-play of it, and I thought, no, because if I crash her, I can't do that play-by-play. So I just kind of edited it a little bit, but I beat her. And uh, get to the finish line, and I'm like, and that's how you do that. And that's the last time we race. She won't, mm-hmm. she won't race me again. So <laughs>
2: We did. Hey, did.
3: Did you say that's racing, like everybody else? Yo, that's racing, bro. Oh my <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's, it's too
2: much for me. It's too. I I'll get hurt. I like I said. I'm I'm competitive.
1: <laughs> I enjoy riding the bike out there. My wife scores a lot of the time, and she does not like. She doesn't it like
2: you on the track
1: when I ride. So <laughs> I uh, I always smile at her as I cross the finish line, and uh, yeah. No, 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 my number
2: it. one thing that I like to do at the track is get new riders on the track. Like that's right. my, that's my thing. I don't, I don't necessarily need to get out there and race, but seeing new kids out there and being their cheerleader and right. being on that screaming and hollering for them
0: yeah,
1: um,
2: is my favorite thing to do.
0: Also, it's a different energy when you hear people shouting your name. Yeah.
1: Well, it's but cool get- in our building too, with having the grandstand bleachers on both sides and when it's a packed event, like, most of our single point days, especially this time of year, like 3540 motos is a slow day. Like, people will be like, Why is this so dead in here? And it's like, You don't realize, like, 3540 <laughs> motos, most tracks across the country is like a really busy day. Yeah,
2: to us, it's like almost like cricket.
1: Yeah, it's like we, we could get out of here in an hour today, like, we can knock this one out, but um. You know, we'll hit a lot of 70, 75 moto single point days. What we
2: have on New Year's Eve, our midnight race, sixty-two 60, motos.
3: I saw that, man. That was awesome. That was amazing. So we had a New Year's Day race at our track, and we had like about thirty motos, maybe a little okay. over. And everybody's looking around like, "Oh, it feels like a national, bro." Like, "Yo, the energy." And I'm like, "Yeah, it did it," because you know we're not maybe ten, twelve, fifteen motos. You know, on a sure on a cold night. You know, so
1: yeah, that was awesome though is Is your guys' track all dirt? Yeah, so our starting hills concrete, our finish lines concrete, our corners are asphalt, and then uh, we do soil tack even though we're indoors. Everybody's like, why do you guys spend the money? It's like keeps down our maintenance a ton. so um it, it's way easier for the amount of bikes that we're putting over it, crashes on it, stuff like that. yep, right. um, yeah, yeah. so keep it glued and keep down on the maintenance on it. Keeps down um, the
2: dust in the building
1: right yeah. yeah so how often
3: do you do like track changes like <laughs> uh, we
1: try to do uh in a perfect world i like to see two straights every year um ever since covid we really kind of got screwed up with that schedule um prior to covid it was kind of a religious do first and second one year third, third. and fourth the next year um but COVID year we didn't 2020, we didn't do anything. Um and then after that it was kind of a hodgepodge, do a little here, do a little there. Um this last year we did a full rebuild. So um, wow. did you have somebody
2: close?
3: You had somebody you had somebody come in and do that for you guys? Yeah,
1: yeah, we had Lee Lewis, Tanner Sebesta come up and knock out the rebuild. Um nice, we, nice. we made it a little more complicated. We decided to swap out all the dirt in the building uh during the rebuild. So
2: because did you know that dirt can die? Dirt can be dead?
1: Nah, I, did not I didn't know that
2: either. <laughs> Our dirt was bad, I guess.
1: Yeah, so the dirt in the building was really all just sand. Um, it really had no clay content no organic left in matter it. matter
2: left in it. And like
1: dirt. you think about it, like we don't have birds flying overhead pooping on it. We don't have worms growing in it. We don't have True. mushrooms growing. Like it's right. not getting rained on daily, you know, mm. stuff like that. So there's nothing <clears throat> binding in the dirt anymore. And so in that two-week shutdown, we had 2,500 tons of dirt trucked out, new dirt trucked in. Lee and Tanner there with their crew rebuilding the new track. And we ran on December 15th, the last race of the year. And on New Year's Eve, ran the first race on the new track. And if you haven't checked it out, we got a time lapse video yeah. on our. Facebook I was
3: just about to ask you—you you did? <laughs> I would love to see that. Yep. That's crazy! It's
2: incredible. You should. I swear, I was just about to ask, to, to ask that. His ideas—he uh, did a time lapse, and it's pretty incredible to see all the the dirt Hell coming yeah. in. Hell yeah! I want to
3: see that. Yeah. The sun
2: rising, course. the sun setting in the windows. Yeah. Trucks
3: it's,
0: coming in and out, and yeah, oh, yeah.
3: It was oh, crazy.
2: Equipment yeah. all over the place, and
1: looks like yeah, grand.
0: Right. Look like grand setup.
1: Right. That that mm-hmm. first night, you know, we we knew before uh, Lee and Tanner got there, um, we dropped the last gate, started like we had the whole place decorated for Christmas, you know, like right. uh, Griswold, Christmas like place. we had a twenty foot snowman <laughs> set up in corner two, you know, like all that stuff had to come down, oh, and yeah. so we get all that stuff cleaned up, put away. It's it was like an
2: incredible night. We nine had o'clock. So at many night. volunteers stay and riders stay and just help.
1: Oh man, us,
2: like, get. Everything down. We had to plastic tarp stuff, you know, because yeah, yeah. the dust was coming.
1: But then and we uh, the
2: equipment started that. Yeah, that night.
1: we knew Lee and them were showing up at noon on Saturday. This is Friday night, and we needed all the dirt off first and second straight before they got there by noon the next day. So like hit that there was time. like six, seven of us that stayed there, worked all the way through the night, just moving dirt, you know, and. By the time they showed up at noon, like first straight was completely flat. There was a pile of dirt sitting there waiting for them so they could start building right away. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out the time-lapse so on our started, Facebook page.
2: They started, was it Saturday at noon? Yep, started. And they were done th- Thursday night?
1: Yep, Thursday they were done. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Wow. Then we got glue down on it. We also installed a uh, strider gate. So now we have a gate for our striders to start from mm. that them into the third straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty cool. If you haven't checked it out, check it out.
3: Okay. So okay. Is, so there's no foundation to the building, correct?
1: Nope. It's, no, it's I mean there there is like around the walls and then there's we posts have, like, in the posts middle. Like guidelines. so where the posts are, like there's 12 foot by 12 foot concrete balls underneath those posts, but mm. where the actual track itself is, it's dirt down to China. So Um, I remember one time back in the day, Lance came out, um, from Dirt Trends to do one of our builds and he was kind of brainstorming ideas. He's like, is there any conduit under the track? We're like, well, where are you looking at? He's like, second straight. He's like, we're going to do a bonsai pit. And it's like, cool, because we don't have to worry about rain puddling in it. We don't have to drain it out anywhere, you know? So
2: So it went like two and a
1: half feet below grade. You know, off an obstacle to the next obstacle because yeah. we can. You know, we don't have to worry about other than yeah. like when we glue the track, uh, where that water is going to go. So
0: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So um... you guys
3: are you guys are having what kind of events are you guys having this year? Do you have anything special going on? Do you have any <laughs> Nationals, <laughs> any go cups? That's
2: kind of an incredible.
1: So. I've had a brainchild for a while. So if you remember pre-COVID, uh, USABMX used to do the President's Cup. And yeah. they always partnered it with one of the nationals. And it's kind of bugged me it that like they.
2: Broken in half of the country over here, half the country over there.
1: It, it kind of bugged me yeah. when they took the President's Cup away. And so I'm like, well, let's do the President's Cup at our track. And let's call it the Governor's Cup. <laughs> and so February, February 16th to the 18th. Uh, we're doing the governor's cup at rum and it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, Nice um, single point race, single point race fees. We're giving away 96 cups at the end of it. Wow. Everything from Strider to all of the wow. nag Nash- class groups, yeah. pro-am riders. There's going to be a cup for the trophy team cup for the bike shop factory team. Um, you know, it's awesome. all based on your points over the three days. So, Um, And it's a holiday weekend for most school kids, so our hope is kids are going to come up for the weekend, make a three-day event out of it. Like, we're going to have cool awards for each individual day of it. Um, So we're hoping to make that a really big event, hoping to turn it into an annual event, too.
2: A great time for for people to get uh, track time up to our national hosting in June.
1: So what do
3: you guys charge for an uh, uh like a practice night or a race night? What so right
1: now we're on our winter fees like I mentioned it's 7 grand a month to uh, heat our building. So right now a practice is $12, uh racing cruiser or class is $17. Okay. Um racing opens or strider is $12. Okay. Um and then during the summer months we knock $5 off of all of that cuz we don't have to pay the heat bills then. So uh, Okay. $7 for practice during the summer, $12 right. for racing. We that have like the total, scores total. timing.
2: So we charge $3 to turn your chip on. Right. Um.
0: What else do we got? How does, now, how does that work? Is that per practice, $3 every time yep. I want to practice? To yeah,
1: anything? any Any day you're there at the track, whatever's mm-hmm. going on that day. So if, if you're there for like a clinic in the morning, then you're there for racing, then you're there for uh, team practice afterwards. It's just mm-hmm. one activation for the day. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's three dollars a day that we and charge. That,
2: and I like to tell people that money isn't going in our pocket. Right. I mean a you, little bit a of it tiny is but, bit, but <laughs> we also have maintenance with that too, you know. Right. Yeah. Slicing and dicing and yeah, putting in putting in new loops. We just added
1: yeah, so we have we have timing at the bottom of our hill, entrance of corner one, exit of corner one, exit of corner two, exit of corner three, and the finish line. So
2: we kind of doubled the amount of loops that we had this year. So,
1: And I think we were like the second track in the country that put scores in. I think Goodyear beat us. I think we were the second track to install it. And, you know, when, when we first sold it to the board to do it, you know, our hope was to get like 5% of the riders to use it. And it would pay for itself in two years. Mm-hmm. And, you I think right now we're averaging about 30, 35% of the riders wow. are using really cool. it every day. Really cool. Like everything from your novice to your higher mm-hmm. end experts, like they want to see their times. They want to know like how many laps is little Jimmy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: Yeah, we have kids that are like, I did 35 laps tonight. Or and we do little <laughs> we do little uh, like
1: giveaways giveaways
2: with it, who had the fastest lap today at practice, who had the most laps done today at practice. That's awesome. Sort of thing sometimes to make it a little bit more fun for them. Okay. But yeah.
3: So right. with the with USA BMX, are you like guaranteed a certain amount of events within a certain amount of time? Are they like <laughs> saying, "Are we going to give you
1: a certain amount you, of nationals?" You would certainly think so, um, <laughs> but no. Uh, so we, of course, being an indoor arena, we're guaranteed to get a World Cup <laughs> qualifier every year. This year, we're doing our Gold Cup qualifier with our state qualifier in April. Uh, normally, mm-hmm. so with being an indoor, we have to run our, our Gold Cup qualifier uh, before the outdoor tracks can run one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to run it like Not during their rule, off their season. Rule. Yeah. Right. Um, normally, we run Gold Cup early, and then we wait and run our state qualifier during the summer months. Mm-hmm. But with the way the world's schedule and all the stuff going on close to Minnesota this year... We opted to run our state qualifier early this year. So in the end of April, we're running our Gold Cup and our state qualifier together. So another big weekend before national coming up in June. Um, So we're guaranteed to get that. Uh, The number one track in the state, of course, gets state finals. Um, So we get that every year. Um, And then uh, we worked out a deal uh, this past year with USA BMX to get a guaranteed three out of the next six years for the national. Um, you know, every year we would put in a ton of work to, and
2: it's a thick packet you have to fill out and a proposal and every
1: year, you know, waiting for that phone call and then finally getting the phone call and getting let down or, you know, okay, now we got it, you know? And it's like, I just want the peace of mind. Like, okay, now we know for the next six years this is what's coming, whether it's right. this year, next year, the year after, like we don't have to do the work each year to try to put something together. Like right. we just know over the next six years, this is what's coming. So uh, we're super excited for our rider base uh, that that's a guarantee coming. Uh, our volunteer staff that works really like, hard what? for it, <laughs> okay. um, you know, cause really the cool thing that we have for it, the national itself is a ton of work. And yeah. the extra stuff that we got to do from renting the porta potties, we rent a big oh, like yeah. circus tent that we put up outside for it, the dumpsters, like all that stuff. Like there's a ton Ordering of cost that goes into <laughs> yeah. putting on the national. But it's the extra that we see from it, you know, the. The riders that come in and experience the national and like hey we could come here next winter when our tracks close or yeah. even just like, like leading yeah. up
2: to it you'll see an increase in rider count afterwards
1: and like some of that stuff we really benefit from having a national where some of the outdoor tracks don't get that benefit you know just with being the indoor that we are so um that's why we really wanted to push hard to get that multi-year deal um just to get that exposure okay
3: okay how could we get you to come down here and set one up for us, you know? I <laughs> just need to borrow you just
1: for You, a need, <laughs> you
2: need Mr. Numbers over so, here.
1: So I'll <laughs> give you the flip side of that. Come up to us and see what we do. And actually, we got a track from Indiana coming, coming up, up to us in a couple of weeks. Wow. And we talked to them down at Grand's, um, and they're like, we want to learn from you guys. So they're coming up with their board, yeah. and they're
2: spend a weekend spending a
1: couple of weekends with us. Just want to learn, like, everything from... How do we onboard our our volunteers how do we run our concessions what program do we use for our live streaming like kind mm-hmm. of the ins and outs mm-hmm. and um like we tell everybody you know we're an open door like it's easier for us to show you in our house how we do things versus the-
2: like you should do this 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 when we get to your track
3: right. so i've heard it of- that's that's an issue with a lot of tracks, is the live streaming. I mean, it just doesn't take anything but this a lot of times, which is That's cool. what we
2: started with. That's what we yeah. started.
1: We, we actually there's a lot of tracks with. that don't even do that. We actually started with a camcorder that oh, the yeah. guy would go back home and upload, upload it. it. Oh, wow. It to upload
2: yeah. it.
1: Yep. But so yeah, I'm, and it's I'm, just evolved. I've, I've
3: heard... I've heard many tracks talk about you guys like, you know, you know, we, we need live streaming. Well, Rum River's doing it. Why don't you ask them? And can they, can they call
1: you up and ask you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And and honestly, you know, I think we've helped USA BMX have to step up their game at the (laughs) nationals, you know, like for a long time, they weren't live streaming the nationals at all. And they're like, from River does it every day they're open. Why can't you do it at the nationals? So like then they you started. Like when
2: to our track for the national a few years ago, like we're gonna stream this. Right. We're or use even our stuff.
1: Yeah. Even like when we did Gold Cup finals, like none of the other Gold Cups were streamed, but ours was because we did it on our channel. You know. Right. Right. And now with finally, U, uh, USA BMX is kind of stepping up their game, and they got some toys that we don't have. And so I was actually down in Florida last <laughs> week and talking with GMO. I'm like, all right, your instant replay feature, like we might want to yeah. put that into our system. Like how That's do we get nice. that incorporated, you know? Um, so Because it's
2: another tool. It's another tool not only for the riders. I've heard tons of riders saying that they go home and they rewatch their races. Yeah, but also of course. for those, those parents or grandparents, aunts and uncles, service yep. members that can't be in our track can – can tune in and watch it it. and it
3: builds the sport it promotes it it's Mm -hmm. like you know there's some people that'll probably just be on youtube just just you know scanning across and come across Mm -hmm. it like oh this is cool what's this i think they all should live stream because like i said it just takes a phone you know and an account Mm -hmm. you know it's not too much and we want to grow
2: the sport right so why not grow it with something we all do
0: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. huh that's, I mean, it's So I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, because I'm in my head, I'm like, well, who does and who doesn't? Who, you know, yeah. How's it going to go down? But, you know, um, when it comes to the, I don't want to say famous people, but I guess pro riders, how many pro riders would you say you guys get a year?
1: Um, like that visit the track or? Yeah,
0: come, come out there, practice. Obviously, they can't
1: race because.
2: Well, we try to get. I mean, we'll do it. We'll throw, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, throw some pro-ams pro ads out there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, like Olivia Armstrong was up there last year for one of our girls' pro-ams. Um, Johnny, Vance Johnny Vance is up here all the time now working with uh, Full Tilt. Um, Elliot McGrath is right here out of Minnesota. Oh, really? Um, Braden Kemple, of course, lives in Minnesota, so he's okay. here. Um, you know, so we get some exposure with the pros. Yes. Um, there to, to run a clinic. That's always been
2: fun.
1: Yeah, we actually got Berlin Harris and his crew coming up in a couple of weeks to do a full super camp. So that's coming up in two weeks. Two weeks,
0: mm-hmm. okay.
3: Does it bother you guys when the announcer—I'm not going to mention his name—does an announcer <laughs> for USA BMX that every time he says Minnesota, he has to say it a little weird? You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: kind of used to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the Are more the- we travel out of state, the little more Minnesotans we sound. So yeah, it. Uh, it's a stereotype that definitely exists. So.
3: He <laughs> was killing me. Like every time he said Minnesota, he had to say it the way he said it. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it it it's real. A lot of the stereotypes <laughs> you hear about Minnesotas are, are real. You know? Oh,
2: they're not.
1: They are. Like we drive our trucks out on the ice and fish in a little village built out on the <laughs> ice. Like if you've seen the movie Grumpy Old Man, like that's Minnesota.
0: That's Minnesota. this like. What um? So you said you you do the announcing from time to time, right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm one of the announcers at the track for sure.
0: Do you do you give it away when you're announcing? Like you know, you tell somebody they're they're in your hip pocket, so that way I know someone's on me.
1: I I do my best not to do that. I try to stay <laughs> as as neutral as I can. You know, I try because you always feel like you're under a microscope. You know, especially since we're live broadcasts. You know, people can go back and see, like, look, you tipped him off, like. <laughs> We we try to be careful with that, and even like in our live broadcasts, our camera angles like we don't pick up the finish line, we don't pick up the thirty foot line,
2: Wait, un- like intentional.
1: intentionally because I don't want someone coming back to my head official and say, "Hey, look, he cut him off before the thirty foot line." Yeah. Like our cameras don't pick it up. Um, you just answered another one of my questions. Smarter. Thank you. Smart. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was wondering I, why I didn't you? Like, did
2: you just water bottles set up so that the camera would hit the water bottle and you wouldn't be able to see <laughs> the finish line?
1: But no, I, I try really hard when I'm announcing not to say those kinds of things. Right. And, you know, I I was taught by the best. I was taught by Kevin Riedemann. And the way I approach announcing is pretend the person's not watching. You know, mm. say the moto number, say the class name, say who's on the track and how many people are transferring and who the transfers are. And if you can get those key points out anything else you can get out is a bonus, you know, okay. but get the facts out, you know, and if you can throw some color in there and a little entertainment yeah, value in there as well, great, you know, but. while
2: well, being careful. Cause you're not on a five second delay. Right. right.
1: I, I've had a couple of times where I've, I've said some things that also I can feel my phone vibrating in my like, pocket. You didn't
2: just say that.
1: But they were like good in my head at the time. And.
2: <laughs> for execution,
1: yeah, I <laughs> usually catch myself. <laughs>
2: huh.
1: but that's the first time I've heard
3: uh, somebody that announces saying that they're like conscious of of how they announce the race to let you know
2: not let people, people that know do exactly what you were saying. I mean, well, I never I never, look, I I never
0: thought everything. about it. Yeah, I never thought of it as tipping off. I just assumed like, definitely does it. You need to. You just need to get on it. <laughs> and I didn't you think know? they did it on purpose. They just announced in the race, and if yeah, you're there, a no rider thing, that yeah. can hear
3: they announce Right it. there they on them I, yeah. I always know what's going on because because you're good, listening
2: Those I'm not are gonna say listening.
3: good announcers, but there are announcers that let you know everything going on in the track sure. and they, if you could listen sure. and hear them you don't have to turn around. you don't have to think about where, who's where you just know. The
1: mm-hmm. other thing kind of unique in our building like our speakers are out over the crowd. So like even where I stand announcing, mm-hmm. I can't hear myself on the PA system. And so like half the time, I don't know really how well the speakers are even working because like all the speakers are out over the bleachers. So even when you're out on the track, like a lot of times you can't hardly even hear the music when you're out riding on a practice night because the speakers are just positioned to be up above the crowd. And we had a guy that was actually in production a few years back that helped us set us up with the system. And it's all on a delay based on where the announcer stands. So that it projects at the right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's technology. And even like (laughs) the speakers over by staging, they drop my voice down when the stager gets on the mic so that the stager can call people in. And then if they're not calling, then it brings my voice back up. And then like if the mic over in registration gets queued up, it drops both of us down. So like if they're calling for like a lost kid or something like that, um, they can override everybody. So. Yeah, it's a pretty high tech system. Definitely.
3: Do you guys? I mean, does USA BMX allow music to be played during a moto? I I don't know if it's allowed
1: or not allowed. Uh, it comes
2: down to like that copyright stuff. I mean, we used to kind of have our stuff. You'd you'd be on YouTube and they'd shut you down because your national you anthem that's, that's was right, uh, right. was a copyright music.
1: Yeah, we always try like as soon as the gate drops. Um, I don't know that there's any rule against music being played during a race. I know there's some tracks that just always have music running uh, during their races uh, right. to just kind of help fill some of that dead air. Um, I try to talk nonstop while the race is going just to help keep the dead air down. There's a right.
2: reason why right. I don't announce. Right. It's <laughs> you
1: <laughs> 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 But yeah, I, I, uh, And that's part two, why uh, our speakers all point away from us so that we can do the cool music. Like when we do rollouts for uh, some of the pro-am races or stuff like that, we can have cool music playing in the building, but my mic won't pick it up. So we don't get copyrighted. Cool. They
3: definitely take that serious, man. There's so many people I know yeah. that took a video of that like their son and tried to put it on YouTube and it was the music playing in the back. And yeah. next thing Whoop. you know, it's gone. You
2: know. Hold down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
3: only takes a couple of
1: notes, like it don't take much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, right.
2: <laughs> and ours is um, a, ours was the national anthem. That would get us in trouble. That's crazy. <laughs> You're
3: supposed to pay
0: for that. That's why. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I guess I'm good. Did you uh do you have any more questions, Shannon? Or was
1: there anything yes. else
0: you guys wanted to talk about?
1: I don't know. I think the big thing is if you haven't been there, come check us out. Wow. You know? I would love to, man. Oh my god, I would love to come up there. I mean, indoor tracks is my thing. For a single point weekend, come up check out our Governor's Cup weekend. Like, I'm hoping truly for that to be a national scale event for single point race fees. You know,
2: i um, really, really, really excited about this Governor's yeah, Cup.
1: Yeah, like, oh, it's huge. I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping to. to blow the doors off the place in the middle of February. And uh, I'm hoping to make a good showing for the national, you know, um, yeah. we've always been pigeonholed as kind of a, a fringe national. Uh, you know, we've gotten like early May or September. First week of school. Yeah. And like, this is the first time USA BMX has given us a summer national and like I said, you know, yeah, we're an indoor arena, but you pop all them doors open. We got tons of green space around. We got Pits huge
2: outside, yeah. I mean,
1: huge it's... area for camping, um, car nice. parking, all that kind of stuff. So I think we're gonna have an awesome uh, yeah. Land Lakes National this year. So um, if you haven't been up, come up and check us out. Um, guaranteed to have a good time. Yeah,
2: it'll be fun.
3: Awesome. So do you guys get it? I mean, do people that go to the best western get a
2: discount?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a 10% off if you stay at that local hotel.
2: I always tell people too, like go online, check Expedia, check those places. You know, you might get a really good deal. It's a you know, we're a super small town. Um that hotel is busy, but um it's a it's a nice hotel for a small little
1: and, and we're a big reason why they actually built they in the They waited town. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. you know, there's some wedding venues and, you know, stuff like that in the area, but really our day in and day out operation helps them get heads in beds throughout the years. So um, really? we were a big reason why they agreed to get built in Isani. So there are
3: a lot of other hotels in that area, like for people who come in for the Nationals?
1: Yeah. So you start spreading out a little ways and you can get to quite a few more. Um, A lot of people get scared away. So like when you look at the stay and save hotels, you know, they're maybe 20 miles away. But But we don't live in L.A. Yeah. 20 (laughs) miles in Minnesota is an 18-minute drive you know yeah um, you just
2: have a couple stoplights. it's not eight lanes of traffic
1: yeah it's not it's not like la where 20 miles is two and a half hours you know
2: country roads
1: so yeah it's it's intimidating looking when you look at it on the map but it's it's an easy drive you know
2: i just remember when i was in rockford it would take us longer to get to the hotel in rockford than it would have at home to get to a hotel and i was like see people we're not that far you know
0: Right. right
2: it's deceiving
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I'm good. Yeah. You got anything else?
3: No, nah, nothing I could think of, man. You guys covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you guys are making <laughs> me want to come up there, man. Really. It. I
0: mean, it's, like, it's like I want to ask a lot more, but I you know, I know you guys are, you know, doing your blitz this week, so it's like I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder on what they're gonna be asking. So I'm like, let me sure. just let me just limit what I'm gonna ask. So but I yeah, I definitely would have had a lot more questions for you guys. Well let me it just ask one,
2: Just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> say, just work on getting new riders in your building. That's I think one of our number one reasons why we're one of the number of reasons why we're successful is constantly trying to get that new riders, new riders in the building.
3: Yeah. I mean, how a, often do you I was gonna I, say how often do you guys come across
1: uh like a
3: duo as far as like TOs? It's usually just one person, right?
1: So even in Minnesota, like our closest track, they got a duo. Uh Crow River, um, Dan Isaacs, Jason Kemple, uh, their co track operators. Uh, okay. it seems like you're starting to see more a of little it. bit more and um, more. I
2: highly recommend.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not being able to bounce ideas off of each other or like you tackle this, I'll tackle that. It's a lot. I
1: yeah. Well, and it's the yeah. little things too, like we build all of our own multi-point trophies or we outsource ah. you know like we do plaques and stuff like that but like right, right. uh we figured it out a few years back like rather than ordering the big four foot tall trophies for state finals and having
2: shipped like that?
1: we can buy the raw pieces and build them ourselves and so <laughs> we
2: build all of our, yeah. <laughs> all of here, our yeah.
1: trophies, you know so Bouncing those ideas off each other like we that? have up above registration right. we have a little sweatshop where we make
2: our own we make our own swag so yeah we, we got a heat press for doing our sweatshirts t-shirts stuff.
0: and stuff and you guys you guys definitely got the blueprint, man, right <laughs> That's the right right man. you guys got the blueprint i'm like thinking about all the TLs that i know i'm like y'all gonna have to start
1: watching these you got a so... garage
2: you start wrenching on things
1: <laughs> yeah yeah hey, what don't you guys do you have a pro shop in there also uh, yeah, Full Tilt set up full time in our building. Oh, I was uh, playing, player. bro. Huh? Yeah. Full Tilt's in there full time. Uh, we actually worked out a deal this last year with Haro. Uh, we replaced our whole rental bike fleet. Oh, they get 70 and, bikes? Yeah, so most people cool. think rental bike. They're like, you know, five, six rental bikes. Like I think we have 70 between Strider all the way up to the Cruisers and double XL Pros. Uh, I think there's 70 bikes in our rental fleet. And there's a lot of nights that all of them are out and I talked to some track operators and it's like, you guys have more rental bikes than I have riders on the track on a practice (laughs) night. And it's like, we need them, you know, working
2: getting those new riders in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think last year we finished the year with a little over 500 one day trial memberships, you know, and that's what it takes, you know, get them in the door, get them exposed to the sport. And turn them into members you know like um a long time ago i learned for every five people that try the sport one will sign a membership for every five that sign a membership one will actually become a racer for every five that race one will race five times for every five that race five times one will still be a racer at the end of the year for every five that are a racer at the end of the year one will be a racer for many years to come right And if you actually look at that metric, you got to get a lot of heads in the door to keep your own sport, you know. Yeah. And those numbers kind of ring true, you know. Um, You got to get them in the door. And when I look at some of these tracks, like you're in a town of a half million people. We're so small. And and you've got, you know, 60 members at your track. We're in a town of 6,000 people. You gotta look
2: outside your neighborhood.
1: Yeah, you gotta branch out. Like people are willing to drive an hour to get to a track. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. if you're out in L.A., an hour is like four miles away. So, right.
2: Right. We had a grandpa (laughs) last night. We had a grandpa drive, you know, thirty minutes one direction to go pick up his grandson, and then another hour to come to our track because some little kid at his grandson's school that was telling him about it, and they'll be back.
3: Let me ask you this about the rental stuff. Do you um have like similar helmets for everybody, or yep. they
1: just mm-hmm. same oh, thing? Like, we we threw full tilt. We got to deal with Fly, so I think well,
2: we got a lot of helmets.
1: There's got to be close to a hundred helmets. Wow. So all the
3: kids, like you, could immediately look on the track and see that that kid is on a rental yeah. bike yep. and a rental helmet, and you know yep. that he's a new rider, right? Yeah. Does that Absolutely. help you? Does that help other yeah. people? Like look out for that guy, or for you to yep. like coach the kids? And, and all of our.
1: All of our track staff are have radios in every corner. Like on our practice nights, like there's no stopping on the track. There's no cutting the track. Like it's eight in the gate at a time. Like I think Tuesday night practice there's 142 riders. Like wow. so it's gate drop eight riders go. Gate drop eight riders go. Gate drop eight riders go. Like
2: so we got a rider down, they radio it. They hold the gate. That sort of thing. Get them up and rolling.
1: But then like the gate operator will hop on and say, hey. In the gate now, I got a new rider, you know, so you can kind of tell when there's someone new. So Very then good. the corner workers know because we staff on a practice night. There's someone in every corner uh, and in the gate because we got usually there's two racks on the track at all times on practice nights because right. it's nonstop. We'll even have somebody from Reg go over and kind of staff the bottom of staging mm-hmm. to kind of regulate the flow going up the hill because the hill gets so congested. Get
2: trampled, yeah. Wow! And then we have we have all our beginner league riders that we have out there, and we put them in a specific jersey as well. They get a jersey when they join the league, and so th- oh. that that jersey stands out with being a yeah. as well.
3: So, how long is the practice
1: sessions? Um, Tuesday nights are two hours. Uh, Friday nights is two and a half hours. So Tuesday okay. six to eight, Friday is six to eight thirty, and, and then an then, hour
2: of registration on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, and I get a lot of track operators ask us, in fact, talked with a uh, track operator from Rock Hill one day. You guys run your registration for an hour, and then you're starting a race immediately after.
2: Immediately.
3: And
1: I'll see you guys have like 300 riders there. How do you do it? Like, that's just how we do it. Like, we
2: don't we, know any different.
1: We right. open registration. We close registration. We post motos. We start Strider racing then we start at the big track racing you know and um
2: every now and again we have a little hang up but for the most part
1: yeah i mean we'll we'll a lot of times you know have 400 entries and we're able just to...
2: one person that's doing the entries as you know wow as the riders are so how how are, um
3: I so how are trophies distributed at the end of the night
1: uh we do tickets at the finish line uh, so we ask for volunteers to come do ticket crew. Um, so they get the Canada ticket, go start. get the, they go get the trophy and right go away. And so they
2: line and just turn in their ticket and they can get their biker box, their saver stamps or their trophy award of the day.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of, we hand out trophies over in our rental cage area uh, where we got our rental bikes and stuff. So whether you're bringing back a bike or a helmet or picking up your trophy, it's all in that same area. So we got somebody that's actually staffed there full time. On uh, race and practice days, um, taking back their bikes and stuff like that. Little striders that are borrowing a strider for the day, you know, that kind of thing, too. So, um, this sounds like a huge operation, bro. Right. It's like it is a
2: business <laughs> and, and run the by crazy, volunteers. And the
1: craziest part when you think of it, like we all have full time jobs, we all yeah. have real jobs yeah. every day of the week that we do. And we're all doing it for the love of the sport. Like we're not paid track operators. We're not paid board members. Like we get comp racing for our kids for doing what we do. But when you compare that to the hours that we put in, like (laughs) just look how much we've messaged back and forth to set this up. You know, like I did that while I was down in Sarasota with my (laughs) son for the national, you know, Um, it's, it's, We're definitely not doing it for the reward side of it, you know, Um, but it's really cool to say what we're a part of, you know, Um, to be able to be out somewhere in the country and say, hey, you know, we're track operator for Rum River BMX. Like, it's cool to hang your hat on that and to To go in that building when the atmosphere is just pumped and you know you can feel the energy in the building like that New Year's race.
2: It's what keeps you going. Yeah,
1: I have wanted to do that New Year's race for years. Another
2: one of Josh's ideas, right, Tim?
1: And I, <laughs> I always got shot down. Like nobody wanted to give up their New Year's party night, you know. And then finally, I left to wedding
2: early to come back to that race.
1: Finally, this year I got traction for it, and everybody's like, "Well, if we get a decent turnout, maybe we'll do it again." And you know, people start messaging that they're coming in from out of state for it. Every and year yeah. we'll be doing it. Yep. So <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, you know, and
2: it was fun. It was fun.
0: If 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 somebody wants to like rent the track, do you guys offer that too?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we do uh, two hour rentals. It's 25 rider max for the rental. If you got more than 25 riders, you got to pay per rider. Um,
2: it's like 15 or something
1: yep, like $15 that. a head for the extra riders for that mm-hmm. rental. Uh, it's $300 mm-hmm. plus tax. Um, and really whether it's a birthday party, a team rental, um, an outside group coming in, um, and really right now, if you look at our calendar, I bet we got 30 rentals on the books.
2: Wow.
1: Um we'll I only constantly
2: see the emails coming in. From yeah, them. we
1: only try to book out like two months ahead just so that we don't like start stepping on our foot if we have some big coach coming in, like Kate Wall's coming up in a month. Wow. Um, she's gonna do to something do some for us. So maintenance
2: of some sort. Yeah. Leave a little bit of time for that to happen as well. Right.
1: right. But yeah, like Almost every single race day, some of them, there's two rentals after racing. So when the first one's done, the second one starts. Um, Some days there's a rental before racing and two rentals after racing. Um, There's some
2: Saturdays where we're there like eight in the morning and things are wrapping up at eight at night.
1: And and there's no way you would be getting
3: all these rentals if you guys were at an outdoor facility,
1: correct? No, you know, and that's part of the cool side of it. You know, like a team can book a rental a month ahead of time. And they know they're not going to get rained out. They know it's not going to be too mm-hmm. hot for their riders. Yeah. Yep. And with us having the national, with us having a state qualifier, with us having a gold cup qualifier, with us having state finals, like they know it's a track it's a worth investment. training on, mm-hmm. you know? So um, they know it's a place that they're going to be at for sure. And, and if it's a team from Iowa that wants to come up for the weekend, like they know they can do it as long as the roads aren't bad between here and there. Right. So, would you
3: have um, the concessions open when those? No, usually for rentals. Rentals,
1: we rentals don't. We, don't. Uh, we okay. tell them if they want to bring in their own stuff, they can, and a lot will. They'll either order pizza, bring
2: whatever. Bring in
1: crock pots or yeah. you know, that kind oh, wow. of thing. So.
2: Or so they load up have- on concessions before we close. I've, that's happened a lot, too.
3: So, I just have one last question How was the pizza up there?
2: Well, we had a taste test years ago, a blind taste oh, yeah? test to pick the uh-huh. best pizza um i think it's good i like i really like the breakfast pizza if yeah. i do say so myself
3: because when i come up there i'm going to want some pizza so yeah. <laughs> guys All thanks right. so much for coming yeah, through man i really you. appreciate this this was absolutely. awesome
2: absolutely we yeah. look forward hopefully you guys can come on up
1: yeah thanks for yeah. having us we do we'll see you guys it. next time
2: thank you